Thank you, Miss Cadence. Church of the Warm Heart and Chilly Hands, good morning. Great to have you on this Sunday morning. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your Warm Heart pastors. It is so good to have you with us here this morning. If you're joining us online, welcome to all of you. We are blessed to have you with us as well, wherever you may be, or whatever day you're watching. You happen to be watching. This is October 1st. It's October already, if you can believe. I know. Uh, my kids are already doing a countdown to Christmas, if you could believe that. <laughs> it's getting closer. Uh, but we got to get through Halloween and Thanksgiving first. Uh, the first Sunday of October, uh, across the world, we call it World Communion Sunday. World Communion Sunday is, is an outgrowth after World War II of trying to help bring nations and churches and peoples together. And so we will celebrate World Communion Sunday. It's the first Sunday anyway for us, so it's uh, a typical Communion Sunday for us. But we're going to do it a little different today. Can I hear a gasp? I know, different. Just for today, just for today. We have uh, breads from across the world that we will be sharing. Uh, We did this last year. We had tables up here, and everyone got to pick what bread they want. And we were really crammed up here at the front (laughs) trying to pull that off. So we're going to do communion in the back today. Uh, well, the ushers will help us, but uh, when we walk through, we'll, we'll come to the center. We'll walk on back. And uh, it's a little different because when you're walking back, you'll get to see everyone, everyone's faces. Usually you see people's back of the heads. Uh, I, was, I was on a flight the, uh, the other day and one of my kids said, uh, dad, it feels weird when you're walking like to the back of the plane because everyone's looking at you and they all know where you're going. Uh, <laughs> Well, everyone's going to know where you're going. You're going to the, uh, to the, to the table of bread for us today. Um, we'll, we're also doing something a little different that we do every year uh, at this time. Sometimes I feel like I cheat uh, because at communion, I kind of give an abbreviated version of the full, the full litany that other churches might have. And so once, once a year, I, I, I do the great Thanksgiving. That's what they call it. The Lord be with you and also with you. The, all the... All the uh, back and forth. So if you grew up in that tradition and you miss it, today is your lucky day. If you grew up in that tradition and you are glad to be done with that, I'm sorry. You'll get it, you'll get it today, but it's communion and we'll celebrate that together. If you're joining us online later on in the service, we will have Holy Communion. So feel free and get your elements out for prepare for a blessing through the old internet here. Nicole, anything that you would like to share with us today? Well, sure. With a great Thanksgiving, I better keep it short, right? (laughs) But I did want to highlight the things on the back of the bulletin. We have a lot of things happening in October. And then, of course, the All Church Super Saturday Bazaar uh, on November 4th. That is a long and storied tradition here at the Church of the Warm Heart, and we're excited to have it back. We do need the help of the whole church to pull it off. So um, go ahead and read there, see what you might be able to donate or put it on your calendar to volunteer or attend. And, um, and then we have a video about the crop walk. I walk because I like to help people. I love volunteering at my local food pantry, the Outreach House. And I love doing things. This is my ninth consecutive year doing this, and I love helping the community. The positive impact that Church World Service has globally is incredible. I believe that walking from the Prop Rock helps bring us all together and reminds us how we're all connected to each other and that we can care for each other. I walk to help support my local food pantry that I volunteer at. I enjoy being able to see 
the money that we raise go directly back to our community. It makes me feel like we're actually doing something good in this world. But it was just a wonderful thing to see everyone coming out for a great cause. I walk because there's a lot of need around the world and in the community, and if I can do something to help, I want to. I walk because we need to end hunger, and that's the best way to do it. I want to be part of the solution to ending world hunger and local hunger. I walk because there shouldn't be hungry people. And I want to make sure that other people um, on this beautiful earth have enough. I feel like this is a wonderful opportunity. I encourage anyone to join wherever you are. This is a wonderful course. It's a big gift for me to come in and participate, donate my time, or the money, or t-shirts, anything I can do to participate. Otherwise, thank you for the, to the organizers. God bless you all. Thank you so much. If you have questions on how to walk, find Lisa. Lisa is right there. She could help you out. If you want to help sponsor a walker, find Lisa. She could help you uh, do that. If you need shoes, find Lisa, and she will help you. <laughs> Let's take a moment and walk around now and greet those around us in Christian love and remain standing for the opening hymn.
invite you to join me in our affirmation of faith. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all things, we are more than conquerors through the one who loved us. We are sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated, unless you're a kiddo like fifth grade and down. This is your time in worship. Come on down. second anniversary. My wife got this for me for her anniversary. I always wanted a big globe and this is what she got me. Although I'm so old that a lot of these countries are no longer here. <laughs> Times change. Things change. But wow, we had a globe when I was a little kid, a little globe. And my brother and I, we would spin it and then we'd put our finger and see if we land in ocean or in land. And I am in, of course, I'm in Morocco. There we are. Casablanca. There you go. I'm just happy I hit land. A lot of times you hit water. Yeah. Well, today, let's for a second. Do you see all this stuff up here? What's all that stuff? Uh, Halloween. For Halloween? Halloween. It's got Halloween colors. Thanksgiving. Bread, first day of October. You see all the food? All the bread, yeah. We got breads from across the world. We do. I know, it's crazy. Uh... When I, I don't know what kind of food you eat, but I didn't learn I didn't learn about Mexican food until I was in high school. Can you believe that? We didn't have chips and salsa until I was in high school. I didn't know that there was Chinese food until college. We lived in a small town. There was hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken for lots of, lots of different ways to do chicken. Uh, we learned about, oh, and spaghetti. Okay, so we did have Italian food. We did have spaghetti and pizza. But hold on. Uh, but I, I did learn about all these different kinds of foods from around the world. And now my kids, we try to enjoy as much as we can from around the world. And just to show you some of the breads that you'll have a choice from. Now, you have Sunday school today, but feel free and come back up after Sunday school and get your choice of. And this is for all of you as well. This is what you have in the back to place your order. Okay. We have sourdough from the country France. We have non bread from the Middle East. Native American bread, uh, that's from here. Now, I gotta tell you, if it looks a whole lot like Cheesecake Factory brown bread, that's because Cheesecake Factory stole their recipe from a Native American recipe, so we have Cheesecake Factory bread back there calling it Native American bread. All right, flatbread from Latin America. Different types of flatbreads that you can make. You can have flatbread. Italian bread. Guess where Italian bread's from? 
China. India. Not China. India. <laughs> <laughs> I got to check your teacher. Thought that was a softball. Pita bread. Pita bread from from Greece. That's right. Hawaiian bread from Good job, you. <laughs> so and and of course we'll always have the gluten free for for folk who need gluten free. So the, those are, those will be the options back there as well. So we'll have. Eight, there's eight of them all together. We got eight on a table that side. We have eight on a table this side. You don't have to try to figure out which table to go to. They're all, they're all right there. Well, I hope, I hope that you get to enjoy the food that, that the Lord has blessed us with this harvest. Can you pray with me today? Yay. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the bread upon the table and, a, and for the bread of life that offers us life eternal. Should we but call on your name. Bless the Lord, these, these children, that as they grow in godliness and in love, that they know that they walk through this life, not only with the love of this congregation and their families, but also with you. And that makes all the difference. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Enjoy Sunday school.
Good morning, church. My name is Pastor Jen, and I'm just curious, what are the prayers of our church family today? This is a time of our service where we share them aloud with one another, and then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and the Lord's Prayer, which the words will be on the screen. Let us pray. Lord God, Creator God, thank you for this day, for the beauty of the changing seasons, the colorful hues of autumn, and in the quiet of rainy days. Lord God, today we pray for those that are struggling. For those that feel like they have more than they can handle. For those that need a little extra love. May the falling leaves of autumn remind us that there are gifts in letting go. Lord God, help us to hold space for discomfort and sadness. May times of hardship and grief help us to draw closer to you so that we may be open to your presence of comfort and love. And Lord, we pray that in this, we may experience a peace that transcends all understanding, so that sorrow may be transformed to joy and grief to gladness for the gifts of love. Lord God, thank you for the relationships in our lives, past and present. Guide us in your wisdom to be sources of life, of love, and of comfort. And Lord, today we come together to worship you, the source of life, and of love, and of comfort. And we pray together as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now I believe Nicole will be sharing our scripture lesson this morning. Our scripture lesson comes from two different books in the Old Testament. First, two verses from First Chronicles Chapter 28. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the Lord of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. 
If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. David also said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And then from 1 Kings chapter 3. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands, as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke, and he realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then he gave a feast for all his court. This is the word of the Lord. So I remember watching The Wizard of Oz. For the very first time, I was like eight or nine years old. It was at my grandfather's farm, laying on the floor, eating popcorn into the evening with the whole family back when you can only watch, you know, your show once a year if they brought it on. Public television was having its pledge drive. And so it was showing favorite movies. And there was a message about the movie right at the beginning saying how this film had had entertained for nearly 40 years, uh, or the story had been around for about 40 years. And I thought, wow, and I was eight years old. 40 years, that's a long time. Were people even alive 40 years ago? Well, now the film's 84 years old this year. The book is 123 years old. Wizard of Oz, a whimsical look at how to deal with the realities of life. I know you thought it was just a children's film, but it's not. 
The plot begins with, with a nasty neighbor who tries to put little Dorothy's dog, Toto, to sleep. Dorothy runs away uh, with the dog. The cyclone takes them to the magical land of Oz. But Dorothy wants to long. She just longs to come home. The locals there tell her how to get uh, to the Emerald City. You follow the... Ah, some of you have seen this before. Where she goes, hey, she's got to meet the wizard, the only one in the kingdom who could help her. And along the way, she meets the scarecrow who needs a brain, the tin man who needs a heart, and a cowardly lion who desperately needs courage. Traveling together, they help each other realize that what they, what they need, they already have within them. Now, you may be wondering what this story has to do with the Christian life. Well, it's an allegory. It's an allegory about our Christian experience. What we need to have to live abundant lives and to serve God, you know, it's not found somewhere over the rainbow, but right here under the rainbow in the, in, in the Kansas of everyday life. Dorothy's friends each long for something different. And we're the same. During the sermon series over the next few weeks, I want to look at the example that King David left for us. King David, 1,000 years before Christ, King David. David and Goliath, if you remember that story, that David. He became king of Israel. Had a slew of kids with more than one wife. But one of his kids was going to be king. David, he, he captured and, and created the capital city of Jerusalem for the nation. But he left the building of the temple for the next in line, Solomon. And that's our scripture reference today. So it's kind of a, kind of a blessing speech or a, or a deathbed kind of speech, a blessing. This is what I want for you, my son. And at the end of the reign, he called all the leaders together to share his final instructions to Solomon. And David said this, Acknowledge God and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Do you see how this kind of correlates a little bit to the Wizard of Oz? David told Solomon, serve God with a willing mind. Get some brains, my son. Scarecrow. David told Solomon he needed to serve God with a wholehearted devotion. Get some heart, my son. Next week, we're going to take a look at what the ten men needed most, a heart. How do we get a heart after God's heart? And David told Solomon that he needed to serve God with courage. Be courageous, my son. So later on, we will look at the, most, both, at the most basic need of the lion who ironically lacked courage. Serve God with your mind, your heart, and be strong and courageous. Lions and tigers and bears. And Solomon listened to his father, David. The Bible says that Solomon is the writer of Proverbs of Ecclesiastes, much of our, of our biblical wisdom literature, says this in Kings chapter 4, Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the East and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. Kind of jabbing Egypt a little there with a, a line. 
So how did he get to be so wise? Well, Nicole told us the story this morning. Early on, he had a dream. Now, he's, he's not a little, little child. He's not eight or nine. Uh, but he is, he is late teens. He's early 20s, somewhere in there. After worship, he fell asleep. And in the dream, God asked him what he wanted. If you could have anything. Oh, can you imagine getting that kind of, kind of, kind of wish from God? What would you wish for? What would you wish for? What would I wish for? Solomon's response, I am young. Give me a discerning, discerning heart to govern your people, to distinguish right and wrong. Who is able to, to govern this great people of yours? And God was pleased. He was pleased for that wish. And because you have asked for this, and not for long life or for wealth or for the death of your enemies, don't let that be your prayer, uh, but for... You will get wisdom. You will get that discerning heart to know right from wrong, how to lead these people. And because you did not ask for the other things, we're going we're gonna to throw in the steak knives as well. You are going to get all these things. Long life, wealth, death of your enemies, if you know the stories. Solomon awoke, realized it was a dream. I believe that wisdom... Wisdom is the art of making good at what life throws at us. Wisdom is that intangible, uh, ineffable quality. It's not just what you know, but it's what you do with what you know that matters. Between a good and a bad decision. Whether you're running a business. Whether you're running a country. Whether you're trying to run your family or just trying to run your own life. Wisdom is an art, not a science. Throughout our lives, we have periods where we are overwhelmed. When things are going, but you know, when, when things are going well, who needs wisdom? It doesn't take brains when things are going well. But when you're overwhelmed, wisdom is key. The truth is, time and time again, we find, we find some of our days are just too much. Sometimes they're good. It's not always bad. Sometimes the overwhelmings are good. I, I remember I, I came home one day. This is about, about 20 years ago now. Came home one day and Stephanie, Stephanie said, guess what? I said, what? And she had a little certain te- test for me to look at. She goes, look at that. It was Palm Sunday. I remember Palm Sunday. Uh, she, she got a test. She bought it at the store where a youth group kid was doing the checkout, of all things. But, uh, uh, or, shh, no town. Uh, small town, right? Uh, she showed me the test. Positive. And I was, is this yours? <laughs> Why would I show you someone else's? Yes, it's yours. Right? Hello, we're going to have a baby. Wow, you know what I need? Wisdom. I need wisdom right now. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in youth ministry. My wife's a teacher. Why would God ever trust us with something like this? Some of the overwhelmings are difficult. A loss, an illness, a divorce, death, change. And our lives are topsy-turvy. Also in these moments, Lord... Give, give, me, give me wisdom 
a discerning heart. I'm a pastor. Sometimes there are times that I don't know what to say. Except a hug. Or we love you, or we care about you, or here's a casserole. We're Methodist. Here's a casserole. So much of life is not what happens to us, but how we respond. You know, we, we are starved for wisdom. We can jump on our phones and find out the uh, GNP of Malaysia. But try to find out how to take care of and, and raise your 15-year-old teenager. How to be a better husband. How to, how to be a political leader. How to be a good teacher. How to be a good pastor. There's not an app for that. There's no webpage that's going to that's gonna show you the way. It's an art. So this morning, my message is pretty simple. It's, and it's hard. It's amazing, but God offered Solomon anything. And Solomon chose wisdom. And with wisdom, he got everything else. Maybe that's a lesson for me. Maybe that's a lesson for you. In my prayer life, If God would ask me, Pastor Mike, what do you want? What would I ask for? Lotteries, what is that? One billion now that I see that on the billboard? God bless the billboards to tell you how many losers so far have been on there. One billion. Uh, Lord, if I only had more money, I could be happy. And you know what? Without wisdom, you know where that money's going to go? Somewhere else. In your hands and out your hands. Maybe that's why so many lottery winners are, are bankrupt uh, in so many years. It's, I don't have money problems. I have a Pastor Mike problem. Lord, if only, if only, oh, if only I had an awesome body. If you could take off 20 pounds, give me rock hard abs, maybe a little more hair up top, I could be happy. And you know what? Without wisdom... This body's going to go right back to what it was. I don't have a fitness problem. I have a Pastor Mike problem. If only I could make my family perfect. They're not in. Oh, they are in here right now. Uh, she walked. Thought they were coming to second service. Uh, if only I could make my family perfect where my wife and my children could obey everything I say. and Then I could be happy. Without wisdom, though, someone could run their family into the ground. And if God granted me that perfect family, I would not be allowed in it because I'm not perfect myself. (laughs) I don't have family problems. Maybe I got a Pastor Mike problem. It could be wisdom to get, we need wisdom to get through what we're facing. Uh, Whatever it is you're facing, put, put that name in there, right? Not someone in the back thinking, yes, I have a Pastor Mike problem. No, put your name, your name in there, whatever it is. Maybe you do have a Pastor Mike problem. This is what I get from Solomon today. Let your first prayer be a prayer for wisdom, for discernment. If my prayer is for this church to grow, maybe my first prayer should be, Lord, teach me and show me how to make this warm heart church known to the community. If someone's prayer is to get out of the blahs and depressed spirit, Maybe my first, you know, the first prayer should be, Lord, give me wisdom to see all the things I should be thankful for. If a prayer is to guide your children, maybe the first prayer should be, Lord, let me know when, when, to, when to speak, and Lord, let me know when to be silent. Let your first act of prayer be a prayer for discernment. The scarecrow, 
look for brains. He needed brains. This is 1900, right, when the book was written? Scarecrow, farming, tin man, industry. The world was changing. Everyone was moving from the farm to the and then we were trying to figure life out. Cowardly lion, the politicians of the day and, and military, that's, that's what that was. But the scarecrow, for everything he is, became the ruler of Oz after the wizard left. So there is a precedent for someone without brains in leadership. I don't care what party you're in. Lord, give us brains. So give us someone with brains. I'm equal, equal uh, offender here. I want to close this morning with just some words from Solomon. It is a prayer for wisdom. Wisdom is knowing what to do and knowing when to do it. Like, like hugging. There is a time to hug. And believe it or not, there's a time not to hug. There's a time to be angry. There's just a time to get over it. Some of you are just angry all the time. Some of you need to get a little angry every now and then. Balance. You need balance. There's a time to make peace. There's a time to fight. The secret of life is knowing what time it is right now in your life. So we're going to share these words of Solomon. What I want to do is split us up a little bit this morning. One half is going to, like, left side is going to start the proverb, and the right side of the church is going to finish the proverb. And we've got the left and right side here. Uh, I'll do the first line, just to help follow. That's the clock from Heritage Square, by the way. Uh, there's a time for everything, and everything on earth has its special season. Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You have made from one every nation and people to live on all the face of the earth. And so, with your people on earth and the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord. and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. He commissioned us to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth and to make disciples of all nations. And today his family and all the world is joining at his holy table. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you and broke the bread and gave to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body given to you, do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with you, with your church throughout the world, and strengthen it in every nation and among every people to witness faithfully in your name. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at this heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, All honor and glory is yours. Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. I invite those who are helping to go to the back to prepare those tables. In the Methodist Church, there are no rules about who can or cannot take communion. This is an open table. You are welcome to come. Uh, I know Lisa will be walking through the sanctuary as well. If you cannot go to the back to to receive the elements, uh, she and someone else will deliver the elements. I invite the ushers to come forward. And we'll start at the front and work our way back. We'll go down the middle aisles and then out the side. The table is set. Please come forward.
share in our prayer. God of life, Savior of the poor, receive with our gifts gratitude for your goodness, penitence for our pride, and dedication to your service in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
time. We pray that you join us next door for our, our, our coffee hour. Uh, they got a good spread over there, and it's the first Sunday, which means it's birthday Sunday. How many October birthdays do we have? Happy birthday to all of you. You have a special table right next door. Uh, to the choir, thank you. To all the musicians, thank you. To the upstairs people, thank you. To the people online, thank you. Uh, I'm going to call out Tom. Tom, thank you for everything you did in the courtyard this week. I hope you get to see it. Uh, everyone gets to see it on their way, way out this morning. We appreciate that. May the God that brought us together go with us now and forevermore that we are filled not only with, 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 with bread and with juice, but filled with spirit, filled with love, filled with graciousness, the world so desperately needs. Amen. Amen. Oh.